It's gonna be a long weekend. Another one just like the last. Hello, and welcome to Just the Beer Talking, a New Brunswick craft beer appreciation podcast. I'm your host, Sean Corey. It's gonna be a long weekend, another one just like the last. Yeah, it's gonna be a long weekend, trying to get rid of my Welcome to Just the Beer Talking, going off the grid. <laughs> off grid. Here we go. All right. Welcome. Welcome, Michael, and welcome, Jonathan. And Howdy. today we are drinking off grid ales. And uh, as a matter of fact, folks, we're drinking three. <laughs> we're going to drink. Three different off-grid ales. One and a half. We three. hope. All we're gonna try all in this one podcast. So, yeah, we hope. I yeah, we'll see. <laughs> I'm trying to pour mine in the glass right now, and it's this glass is full, full, full. I think I better take a sip out of it. All right. We want to welcome everyone to the podcast, and uh, this is our. Well, I think this is our fourth full-length podcast, I think. Yep. Uh, but, you know, these things get a little hazy uh, over time. Like, First but, one's uh, always smooth. <laughs> yeah. We, we uh, if, if folks don't know about off-grid, off-grid ales, they are out of Harvey Lake in New Brunswick. And... Um, it's uh, this brewery was started in 2016 by Randy and Denise Rowe, and they're on the I believe on the north side of Harvey Lake. And something else that people might not know is that they run their operation with solar and wind power, and that's why they're called Off Grid. And uh, not to mention that Denise does the artwork on the bottles, which I, I love. love. I love their artwork. I know. Uh, me too. Especially it's, this it's, one with the dog and the wharf. Really it's like lovely. It. Yeah. Nice, nice and simple and just Clean. like, like the brewery, really. Clean and clear, just like the beer. There you go. All right. So we're drinking, we're going to be drinking Smooth Sailing Pale Ale, Sunny Day IPA, and we're going to finish off, <laughs> we... Hope with high tower <laughs> double IPA, folks. Yeah, so this is, finish this, is a good word. You're right. This podcast is not for the faint of heart, my friends. No. So, uh, all right. So we're drinking smooth sailing pale ale first. So, any initial impressions, chaps? Well, it's uh, darker than most pale ales I've had. 
Not that that's a bad thing, but it's uh, it's more of a honey color. But uh, no, it tastes great. It's got a nice oh, taste to it. You know, it's not just their artwork. I I like the names uh, of each of their beers. They you know, smooth sailing. This this uh, is a nice pale ale. It is smooth really nice. taste, smooth taste. Yeah. Delicious flavor. Yeah, it is. And it smells good. Yeah. Mm. Good carbonation. Yeah. Well, we've been thinking about off grid for quite a long time. They, uh, they've been kind of an inspiration, you know, the fact that they started, a what in essence, I think initially was a, a nano brewery, right? Like a very small, I think they're still very small, but it was a very small brewery and just using renewable energy. And um, I don't know, that just really resonated with me. And uh, anyway, Jordan and I, Jordan can't be with us today, but Jordan and I ended up uh, writing a song, sort of an ode to off-grid ales. Um, I remember the day, actually, I, well, I, I wrote an initial tune and then Jordan added a lot of stuff to, to improve upon it. And, um, so I consider it kind of a co-write and, uh, but I remember when I, when I wrote it because I was out in my little recording studio here, which is in a converted woodshed in my backyard. And I was just kind of sitting there, uh, strumming my guitar I kind of looked over and we have a little bar area in there and uh, there was a bottle of off-grid and I actually don't remember which variety it was but I do remember that the bottle was empty. <laughs> <laughs> I blame Jordan. I think he drank it, frankly. <laughs> and uh, anyway, I just <laughs> started thinking, uh, you know, about the beer and how much we like it and started thinking about how cool it is that they do everything with renewables. And um, I mean, I think they, they finish with propane. I think they have to use propane in the finishing. Yeah. I think I read that somewhere that it's a pretty finicky process. And and you need to. Yeah. I I mean, it's understandable, Um, but uh, it, you know, it's very inspiring and we really like the beer. And so I just had this little, it was just like a little simple blues tune, really not much to it, but I just used off grid as kind of a metaphor for wanting to live a simpler life and, you know, maybe get away from things, uh, you know, the hustle bustle of everyday life. And, uh, and so going off the grid just became kind of that, that that uh, that symbol for 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 that, and um, yeah, and I don't, I don't know. I just inspired too by what they're doing for the environment and stuff because we're all very concerned about that stuff as well. And so anyway, I I presented the song to Jordan. I said, well, it's an it's an okay little song, but there's not much to it. And then I remember one day I I came home and. Uh, Jordan was out in the studio. I came home from work and he was already out there and he had spent the day like taking the song, transforming it, essentially adding some things. And he had like three quarters of it recorded already. 
it was just remarkable what he did with it. I loved what he did with it. And um, so I added a few things on it and we ended up releasing it as um, Tuckersfield's first single. It's called Off the Grid. And uh, the neat thing about it was I, I sent the song to Randy and Denise because I wanted them to know that their their brewery had inspired um, the song. And they were so sweet and they were really, really nice and very appreciative of the gesture. And uh, so we had a gig uh, coming up at Big Axe Brewery in Nackwick, another great New Brunswick brewery. And... Um, I, I I invited uh, Randy and Denise, and uh, they came to the show and and they uh, showed up with all kinds of off grid merchandise, hats and some off grid uh, porter unplugged porter, and all kinds of stuff. And um, oh, That's we had pretty a great nice. time. We had a great time. We got to play the song for them and talk about the brewery. And uh, I don't know, they're just great people. So cheers. Cheers to them. Yeah, done right. Cheers. I think, Sean, that uh, smooth sailing is, is Jordan's favorite. Yeah, I, he, I know he's very fond of it. Yeah, I know. Well, we've drank a lot of it. We <laughs> drank a lot of off-grid ales. And we. Yeah. And it, it always seems to be available in St. Andrews, which is great. Oh, no trouble to get them today. Uh, yeah. No, Any has around for quite a while. And it's kind of nice because it comes in a bottle and, you know, a lot of, a lot of beers in cans now, which is fine, but it's, I really like their bottles and yeah, yeah. maybe we should, uh, maybe we should uh, play a bit of the song that was, I think that's a great gesture. I was hoping you would say that. All right, let's do it. Here's, here's uh, the the song inspired by off grid ales and Harvey Lake. It's called off the grid by Tuckersfield. Enjoy.
I don't know about you guys, but I'm immensely enjoying this beer. Oh, it's good. Yeah. I really like this one. Yeah. I actually don't have it enough. Like, like you know, I, I buy it from time to time. But, uh, you know, it sounds like probably not as much as you, Sean. But, I, I uh, yeah, I like this a lot. This is a really good – this would be a great summer beer. Yeah, it would be. You know what it's becoming now, eh? With, with many, many of these uh, craft brewers that they're honing their skills so well, it's almost becoming so many choices and so little time. And that's serious, really. There's so many, many. And you don't have to go outside of New Brunswick to have good product in your fridge all the time. What a nice problem to have. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> I think, I think that I classifies say, as a first world problem. Yeah. yeah. I wanted to say, Sean, that you you were talking about Randy and Denise and off grid and how sweet they were. And you, you were really inspired by their off grid mantra and, and their thinking about the environment. And that that inspired the song. And that was all pre COVID. And you know we've we've all changed our way of thinking since COVID. You know, yeah. people are important. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I, it, man, I'm. You're just making me think of that time before the pandemic and how how different that was. And you know, we had the sense of. That, that the craft beer scene in New Brunswick was, was cultivating community, you know, which was a good feeling. It was such a good oh, no. feeling, right? And, and like, for instance, when we met Randy and Denise and they, you know, they came to the show at Big Axe Brewery. And I think it seems to me they brought a keg of beer to, for, for people to have at Big Axe while we were playing. And, and, uh, like there was no sense of like, oh, well, this is Big Axe Brewery and we're off grid ales. And, you know, it, there was a, a sense of kinship and um, so, uh, mutual support. And I just camaraderie. think that's lovely. Yeah, camaraderie. I think that's beautiful, you know? Yeah. And, and so important because we need to support each other. And I, I think the same thing applies to the music scene, of course. I mean... You know, musicians have not had it easy either during the pandemic. Uh, no. Well, that's an understatement. Uh, yeah. You know, so it, it's it's we we're going to need to find a way to pull back together. Yeah, I, I think it makes the beer experience like since we're talking about beer, um, it's it's absolutely uh, like, like I think it's a game changer to actually know the people that made the beer you're drinking. I mean, I, I find that true of everything. I mean, it if you have a connection to the product, I, I find you enjoy it more. Yeah. Yeah, no question. Or or even not only that you personally enjoy them, but you know someone like mm -hmm. our group that like you, you Sean and Jordan have met both of them, even for, for you to talk about them. That's almost like we know them, Mike. I feel like and, I know and, them. I feel yeah, like I exactly. Them. So because of that, you have a better connection. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Well, someday, hopefully, you guys will be able to meet them. I, they're extremely approachable people. 
very down to earth i'll tell you <laughs> yeah oh. good people good people uh, good beer that. good brewery i'm so happy for them really well, I, I don't know about you two, but I'm just about ready to move on from the, not that I want to, I would have another <laughs> smooth sailing, but it's too early in the week to have that many. <laughs> I'm, uh, well, really, I don't understand you were, what you're talking the about there, John. <laughs> I, uh, I'm, I'm halfway through my smooth sailing, but I'm, I'm going to go grab the, the uh, sunny day. Oh, you can do the old side by side? Yes, I want to compare them yeah, I'll like we did in the, in the Maple episode, which I thought worked yeah. out great. Yeah, I'm going to do the same. All right. I'll, I'll do the, the same. Bridge. Alrighty. Okay. I think before we take a sip, we should talk about the artwork. Oh, it's so great, eh? Yeah, a picnic. Imagine, eh? Yeah. Sunny day picnic. Love it. Love it. All right. Let's open her up. Sunny day IPA by Off Grid Ales. The, uh, we should mention, I guess, the smooth sailing is 5.5% and the sunny sailing. day IPA is also 55 yep. And the so next what, one we're having is a little bit more than that. You're right. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, it's cute. So this one has a lighter color, doesn't it? Um, I'm, yeah, I see it about the same. But yeah, I I find I think it's a little lighter in color. Okay. Yeah, I find I find it has a little more overtone of grapefruit to me. Oh man, it's what good. You, I yeah, I, delicious. You get a I forgot yeah, how good it, it is. Sense. What, what what are your that's my first impression what do you think was your first first taste after after the smooth sailing oh man yeah it's, citrusy yes it's bolder right like it's mm -hmm. a, i think a little bit yeah it's a step a step up in terms of the the intensity of the flavors yeah. more hops i think in that yeah in the IPA like than, flowery a little bit flowery yeah Oh man, that is it is good. Yeah, Brenda, oh. Brenda had it uh, lately for for the first time, and, and she really enjoyed, thoroughly enjoyed. I guess you would say. Oh, it's really good. Yeah, yeah. Uh, is it kind of uh, piney as well? Um, I'm trying to identify what it is. I'm. Yeah, me here. too. I don't know. Whatever it is, it's good. <laughs> yeah, I know what you mean. In the finish, there's there is like a, a a taste. Yeah, a little bitterness there, eh? Mm. Like a little. I'd say uh, it's bitter. Yeah, that's how I describe it. Is like a bitterness. Yeah, a little. So I guess like, kind of a piney. Yeah, pine's like, bitter. Yeah, like like woody kind of thing, maybe. The evergreen. Yeah, yeah maybe yeah. Ever, evergreen. I think you're right. Coniferous. Mike. Coniferous. Is that what we're? <laughs> yeah. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Is that what we're searching for? Well, you're the physical geography teacher, so you're, oh, yeah. you're you're the one who should know. Yeah, yeah. I know some big words in that field now, though. Uh, topography. How's that? Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. Uh, contour lines. That's not a word. Oh, we talked about this in another episode. Well, it's two words, but it's, you know, it's, it's, it's a it's, phrase. Come on, man. Or a term. Gotta, 
give me a break here a little bit. You know. <laughs> You're tough. Uh, tough teacher. Let's let's compare. Let's take a sip of um, smooth sailing and see what you think now, boys. All right. Definitely lighter. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I picture myself uh, having that on the deck in the summer, maybe after yeah. mowing the lawn or doing some gardening work or, yeah. you know, kind of more of a refreshing. Yeah. Like it has a refreshing, very refreshing. Whereas I find, uh, and I would say this would be true of all IPAs, like it, it, it's something uh, kind of just in and of itself, you drink for the taste because it tastes really good and really yeah. unique. Yeah. Well, yeah, they're well, very get... distinct. They're very, very yeah. distinct. Oh, they're two different. Yeah, they're two different. Uh, yeah. Two different beasts for sure. I like them both. I have to. Oh, say. so do I. I really do. And you know what? That that kind of that bitter finish in the uh, sunny day. Yeah. I like that. Me too. Yeah, like, like I think Sean, you, uh, you and I had this conversation. I lately have become quite horny on the uh, the bitters, and uh, <laughs> you know, like the English yeah. bitters and the extra special bitters. Like, yeah. it's 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 a variety that I always passed over, just because yeah. for some reason when you see bitter on a bottle, like you know, until you know more about beer, you you kind of avoid it. But yeah, no, I like that bitter finish. It's it's awesome. Yeah. Me, me too, and I, I'm, I'm the same. In the early days of craft beer, and not really knowing anything about it or anything, I, I, I distinctly remember being. Uh, I was at a brewery in Saint John. I, I, like this was many, many, many years ago, and uh, you know they had a lot of IPAs there, and I remember being kind of shocked by, you know, because. Gr- uh, kind of growing up drinking commercial, uh, <laughs> you know, uh, yeah. macro beer. Yeah. And so I didn't even understand that IPA was like, I, I just didn't know anything about it. And, mm. um, but now, yeah, I kind of crave that, um, that sensation, that smell, that finish, but you know, I, I I would make an analogy, and maybe I have in previous episodes to like whiskeys and things, because mm-hmm. I distinctly remember when I started drinking whiskey straight, like neat. Uh, I I you know initially favored like rye and and then I got into bourbons because it was sweet and very easy going, and um, but as I kept drinking it and getting into it. Then I kept wanting stronger flavors. Then I got into the scotches and then the single malt scotches. And, and now pretty, you're into the beer. Pretty pretty soon one I was bourbon, into the Isla scotch, scotches, which were the yeah. you know, super <laughs> peaty things. And yeah, now I've backtracked into beer. Well, I don't know if backtracked. I don't think that's a... Sidetracked. Side, yeah, let's... Oh, Sideways. I think, I think that's very fair. I think def- definitely got sidetracked. No question. Yeah, pretty much any word or phrase, Sean, that has side in it works. Yes. But uh, uh, I just have to interject for a second, uh, gentlemen. There is a stage in your life when you drink whatever you're drinking for the effect. And we've gone beyond that. Oh, absolutely. We're, we're now drinking for the flavor 
rather than the fact. That's why craft breweries worldwide, and I think especially in New Brunswick, are flourishing. And that's because they've cultivated a culture of flavors for not just men. Women, I think a lot of motivation was to have the female group drink the beer rather than spritzers or whatever else. They may have been drinking wine and something. There are many, many now devoted female beer drinkers because of microbreweries and craft breweries that have developed flavors that they enjoy. I concur. That's a letter Kenny reference. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, that's true. Like, uh, like just, you know, I'm a member of that MB beer experience. I think you guys are too. Mm. Yeah. Yes, great, yeah. Like I'd say site. it's pushing yeah. 50% like of the, uh, of the contributors are, of the members are, are, are female, which is now, and, great. And that would not have happened 20 years ago. True. Yeah. They, you know, you could go back to talk about macro breweries, uh, Sean, when they were the only ones producing beer there I'm sure there would be single digits of female drinkers that they had um, targeted. Mm. Well, see, women have better taste than men. So once I the agree. beer got better, more women wanted to drink it. Oh, uh, there's no question. And, and I think you don't have to convince me. And I think it's a bit of marketing too. Like, like, you know, the big breweries marketed like you said jonathan like some people drink beer for the effect not for the taste and and i yeah. think that probably sold a lot of beer and you know in a lot of ways women are smarter than men <laughs> and yeah. Yeah, it only took know, them two centuries so, to exactly realize that. but but once we had brewers that were starting to just make good beer just like you know you have a chef that can make and i'll test jonathan you're one of those kinds of chefs a chef that can make great food doesn't matter who you are Good food is good food, right? Yeah. Great yeah. beer is great beer. Like it, it doesn't yeah. matter. And I mean, it's just a quality product that you consume, that you enjoy for the taste. And you know, like, and hey, you know what? If if you're signing up for a bit of the effect, that's a that's a that's a bonus. Oh, that's a bonus. Right? Oh no, the question is a bonus. Well, you know, I I, I always remember my father-in-law uh, Desmond. He always said, yeah, he always. He, because he was in that earlier generation of beer drinkers. Right. And and so I would sometimes, you know, I he and I drank a lot of beer together and and he would say um and it wasn't craft beer usually, but it 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 was towards the end of his life we drank quite a bit of craft beer. But in the earlier times it was it was just commercial beer and um I would say, you know, we'd be sitting there drinking beer and I'd say, uh, geez, Desmond, I, 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 I can hardly talk here. I said, I'm getting my words all mixed up. And he would say, he would say, well, you know, I, what are you drinking beer if you don't want to get your words mixed up? He said, you know, that's the whole thing is that it makes you talk hey. funny. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, so I'll, I'll, uh, I'll admit here to our faithful listeners that I I drink beer for the flavor and the effect. Yeah. But I do agree with Jonathan. I would say I'm, uh, 
I, I definitely would skew towards the, the flavor side more than the effect side. But again, that depends on the day and the situation. Yeah, I think I think yeah. we all live through, and I'm not yeah. saying. I think we've just got to an age, uh, gentlemen. Oh, yes. I think we all grew up with the the mantra that you boogie till you puke. You know, you drank <laughs> as much and as fast as you could, and it was more of a male thing that the more you could drink, the tougher you were, or whatever. Yeah. But that's that's just a learning experience as a teenager prior to even it being legal. And then in your 20s at university or whatever, you drank as much as you could, as fast as you could yeah. to, to prove your prowess or whatever. But now in our middle age, like we're thinking that it, it's it's like you said, Michael, it's something that you savor, you mm -hmm. savor the flavor and you know, sometimes the effect just becomes a bonus. It's not that we drink to indulge or anything anymore. Mm -hmm. and, yeah. and, you know, like, and I think at our age too, where we're, you know, the, where we are on the continuum, like uh, we, we think about tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. That, you you're know, right. It has a bearing on the here, right here, right now and later in the evening. But uh, yeah. Yeah, no, like, I, I think great food, you know, great beer, great wine, like, like, I think it all goes together. And I think just as we get older, and, and a little longer in the tooth, we just kind of, you know, you, you start to see that the value in it, right? Like, you know, just the enjoyment in it. And yeah, I appreciate just, it. That's, appreciate it. That's just human nature, I think, you know, when you're younger. Uh, yeah, you're a little bit more uh, goal centered, maybe or, you know, and, uh, and, you know, but, but I, I, I really do think like, you know, I've been out lately to places like Pickering General Store and, and, uh, you know, a couple of the, like I've been to Hammond Rivers uh, Brewery there, uh, near Pe like, you know, attached to Peddler's Creek and Rossay. So I've been to a couple of these places, you know, like in the last few months and uh, it is a younger crowd. Like it's, it's, uh, there are, you know, not to not to be ageist or anything, but there are younger people that do uh, value, I guess, quality over quantity, quantity. <laughs> or whatever you want to say, you know, but, so. but I think that's, I think that's an education they've received. We didn't get that education at no, that age. Well, I didn't think there was an option really to be honest. No, exactly. Because when I, you know, if I go back to the, you know, the, the 20, 25 year old Mike, like, to me, a craft beer was something that uh, one of my buddy's hippie dads kind of made out in the shed, right? Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. that's that it was homebrew. And, uh, well, you know, homebrew is, is pretty hit or miss, right? So, especially back in the 1980s and mm. 90s. Yeah, these guys certainly honed their skills. It's amazing, really. And, and I, I want to attest to something. I, I was at a local um, wine producer and i talked about some uh beer making as well as ciders and they still sell some ciders at 90 percent is wine but he said that beer making is, is almost non-existent at at these lo local wine uh producers or you know uh, your own wine making Oh, right. Yeah. And that's the reason. I, I chalked that all up. Brendan and I talked about it when we came home. We bottled a couple of a red and a white yesterday, and we talked it up after talking.
to him that it was because there's so many good craft brewers now. Why would you take a chance? And like you said, Mike, hit or miss at home brewing. Why would you take a chance at that when there are so many good now craft brewers locally, no matter where you are, that have flavor and good quality beer for a very reasonable price. Agree. Here, here. And it's hard to match the variety too. Like, I mean, like, like if we just, since today we're talking about off grid, like if my memory serves me, I, I think, do we have three of their four beers in front of us? Uh, no. So they, they have five. <clears throat> they have a port. Now, now I, yeah. So apologies to Denise and Randy, if we get this wrong, <laughs> but I think, I think they have five. So we've yes. got three of them. And then right. they have a campfire red, campfire red, and unplugged porter. Unplugged. By the way, that campfire red was an award-winning red. That yes. that that won some big award. I can't remember exactly which, but that that was a big deal for them. And I've had that, and it's excellent. And I've had their porter, and I and I do enjoy porters, and it's yeah. a, it's a really good beer too. I I do too. I like the yeah. porter a lot. You know, Sean, I'm just going to throw this out there, but, you know, uh, I, I I really want to do a, an ode to red. So we had an ode to maple, but I think yeah. we should do an ode to red. And, yeah. and obviously uh, off-grid is going to make an appearance as well. Yeah, and, uh, I think that's a great idea, Mike. Yeah. Yeah, that, that is a good idea. Yeah. yeah. That's Flying one of Brenda's favorites. So I think, I think I'm going to put, I think I'm going to put that campfire red in her Mother's Day package, even though she told me specifically not to have anything to do with Mother's Day because I have nothing to do with Mother's Day with regard to her. Mm. But she she is a a red um, affectionado. I don't know, but she just gravitates towards that red. Mm-hmm. Many of them, uh, yeah. and I don't think she's ever tried it. So. As I said earlier, she tried that um, this one sunny day earlier this week, and she really thoroughly, thoroughly enjoyed it. So maybe I'll get her a yeah. package. So. There are some nice move. reds. That'd be a good move. There are some nice reds out there. Uh, mm-hmm. Flying boats uh, out of Moncton. They have a nice red. Um, the uh, uh, Picaroons has a Picaroons, really nice Irish red, red, Irish red. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, very good. I think Sean, they actually the the label might be you on that bottle. <laughs> yeah, well, well, it may be I you. Will admit, like it does kind of like look like me. five yes. years, ten years ago, maybe. But uh, yeah. no, that's what I look like today. Yeah, no. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> ten, you just, you just got to stop dyeing your red beard. Ten right, years from now, right. what it looks like. It, okay. it, 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 it yeah that's right it I, is a if, black and white label isn't it yeah folks Maybe. if you if you don't know like because you can't see us <laughs> you would be amazed how young i look yeah you do you do look young you, I'm, I, I, I'm, I agree look i'm i'm and i'm beyond fit let me tell you and you just have to stop using the gray hair dye that's all and beard dye that's all i have to do once i stop doing that i think i'm gonna look more of my age now yeah. hey hey speaking of age I was just going to say that Jonathan called us middle age. So I just mm-hmm. want to thank him for that because yeah. that means if I'm middle age, 
So I'm I'm going to live to be 102. So that's great, John. There's no reason why you wouldn't be a centurion. Thank wow. you. Thank you. Thank awesome. you I've been at Thank the you, reason Dr. I say Logan. John, the reason I say that, I've been asked many times, <laughs> have you lived all your life in St. Andrews? And I said, no, just the first half. Ah, that's a good comeback. <laughs> Jonathan, uh, I got to say, you are the king of the one-liners. You know, like, yeah. like <laughs> yes. you are. You're, well, that's why I have him here. It's not just for his good looks. Yeah. It's not. yeah. You, you, Although like, that's yeah. a major consideration, because if we do, like, social media promotion, Jonathan's going to have to be out front, because folks yeah. might not know this but he's by far the best looking of the group here Absolutely. i'm just saying well i don't mean to brag but i'm in pretty good shape for the shape i'm in and you realize that round is a shape <laughs> see there's another one like i'm just telling you like like sometimes yeah. i just say shit to jonathan just because yeah. i'm looking forward to the like the response yeah. <laughs> it's always so witty yeah, yeah. it's awesome yeah i love it yeah well, I, I don't uh, know about you boys. Think... Are are you two fifty in, or I'm about I'm about two forty seven in. I'm going to take a sip, so I, I, I don't know if we're ever going to get to high tower if we don't I, get through this I, sunny day. Well, I'm starting to wonder about myself because I don't know what two forty seven in means. <laughs> well, this is a five hundred mil. Uh, now listen. Oh, okay. 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 Well, I would think volume, right? You would talk. Yeah, I'm just looking at my. I have a 500 mil mug, yeah, and it's less than half full now because I just took a sip. I'm, I'm where two, you are, Jonathan. I, I'm a shade under uh, 250. Two, yeah, 247. That's very specific, Jonathan. Yeah, well, I'm not 247 now. I'm, I'm 238 <laughs> now. Beat that, boys. Yeah, that's right, Mike. <laughs> 233, uh, 238. Now these are well, just these are just estimates. It doesn't matter, right? Really? Well, right. It's it's all smooth sailing from here, folks. Yeah, no question. And a sunny day, no matter what the weather is outside. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The uh, yeah, that's funny. I, I'm wondering in retrospect if we wanted, to, you know, maybe if we ever feel like doing this again for shits and giggles, that we kind of work backwards. I don't know. It's hard well, to say. it 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 might not be a bad thing. I yeah. uh, now I so. As you know, when you have a little bit of beer, sometimes you come to realizations or epiphanies. Mm -hmm. I, I just realized that the High Tower Double IPA, which is very uh, relatively high in alcohol, oh yes, it's, it's coming up. We're gonna drink it here. Uh, it it I just kind of got the little play on words. I think I assume it's intentional. High Tower. Mm -hmm. so that it's very strong and I, i'm just kind of thinking about the label like you know it has the uh yeah it has a windmill on it right there's a there's a small wind turbine yeah. is that what's on the is that what it is I'm well i sure. think so i i think we can find out by i'm gonna go get mine mm -hmm. i got mine my left hand and i got i i have <laughs> sunny sunny day in the right Which i don't left? understand what you guys are doing but that yeah okay that sounded funny that i'm i'm gonna go grab the uh... funny <laughs> it's sunny i i'm gonna go grab the the high tower 
I don't blame you. That's my guesstimate. I think that that little, that tower, there's a tower beside the barn. Yeah. And I think that that's a wind turbine. But that's my guess. Yeah. I'm not sure. But but I do think it might be a play on words too, like high tower. Because no question, you, you don't get much higher than seven point. Is it eight? I don't know. Seven point eight. Seven point eight percent. So I should say. So this is so I, the third I think... beer from off grid that we're going to sample here is the high tower double IPA, and Mike, mm-hmm. uh, just from pictures on their social media and so on. I can tell you that 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 is a depiction of their one of their buildings that they have there. So. Ah, there you go. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, but hey, he does a lovely job mention, on that, eh? Oh. oh, beautiful. I should mention that. So these are bottles, and and they're not screw tops, right? So, so I. Oh I, no. I've mentioned to you guys before, and I just want to tell our listeners that uh, the the bottle opener that I'm using to open this is um, it's a it's a bottle opener that my apparently I've heard that my father Al Corey carried in his pocket every single day of his life probably from about his teens until the day he died and um, I just want to read it to you the it says it's uh, Red Ball Ale and Stout, Red Ball Brewery Limited, St. John NB, established 1833. Wow. wow. Isn't that crazy? That, that, <laughs> that is. Be, that's pre-Olin's, right? Like the Olin I think so. family, I would oh, think would have been kicking around by at that point. I think so. Yeah. Because yeah. I think the Olin started... Research. Like Moosehead and the Olin family started in Halifax, and yeah. then they had a, a fire at the brewery, and then and they built a new brewery in St. John's. I'm guessing that's pre-Olin, pre-Moosehead in St. John's. It's pretty cool, and I I have heard he treasured this bottle opener so much so that they 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 misplaced it. They lost it on the snowmobile trail one time, and they actually went back. And found it like in the snowbank, like it was so important to them that they they, they went into the woods looking <laughs> in snowbanks trying to find it. And uh, so I've got it now, and it's it's a great little opener. And uh, yeah, wow. if if anyone listening to the show knows the history of Red Ball Ale and Stout, uh, we'd love to hear about it. I can attest. I've had the. Uh the honor of cracking a, a beer or two with that very same yeah, I am. I can attest to the same. <laughs> I've got an old well. one here After too. All these I years, have an old one here too. The old fashioned pop like Fanta or any of those old kind of <laughs> pop type or beer type of uh, openers. Just a little metal handle with, with the trapezoidal opener and you just flip it. Uh, but it's, it's kind of nice and nostalgic. Uh, Sean, he must have dropped yeah, that on the way to Napadogan, to the Napadogan <laughs> Legion. <laughs> well, my so my dad, my dad always said because uh, he he drank lo- a lot of beer, but he he pretty early on he swore off the the hard stuff as he called it, and 
anytime I would ask him if he wanted a little drink of whiskey or something, he'd say, <laughs> oh, no, no, I don't want that. I said, well, why not? He said, oh, if I drink that stuff, I'll start uh, thinking that I want to go places. <laughs> and I'll start getting ideas that I want to go somewhere. Like, like I might take a trip out to the Napadogan Legion or something. And lose my goddamn bottle opener again. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so he stuck pretty close to the beer for most of his life. Yeah. I, I did, I must confess, I did convince him to sip on the scotch there, here and there. All right. And I'm you know, if there's any one, members yeah. of the Napa Dog and Legion listening in, like, you know, once everyone's vaccinated and everyone's cool with this, you know, just a beer talking would be glad to uh, to broadcast, if possible, from the Legion. Oh, wouldn't that be fun? Oh, yes. Oh, my gosh. Uh, after COVID, we could do lots, I tell you, boys. We could do a whole episode. Napa Dog and Legion special. Yeah. Oh, wouldn't that be great? It would be. A lot of fun. We could have the whole crew there, too, all six of us. <laughs> Just have an extra deep pocket for yeah. that bottle opener, Sean. Yeah, that if, if we go there. No, you're darn right. The only thing he have to do is he'd have to put take take off his wallet and hook it to the opener. On his belt, he yep. would have the chain yep. connected, and he wouldn't have to worry about it. He he, Al probably had it right next to his jackknife. <laughs> yeah, because he always had a jackknife, right? It's like. We'd be sitting around and we need to open up something or cut something, and he'd say, "Oh, you look like you might need a jackknife." It's like, as a matter of fact, I do. And then he'd take it right off his belt. He always mm -hmm. had it every day of his life. Yeah, pretty practical. practical. Oh yeah, I'm hey, ready I'm for a sip. I'm gonna open this high tower. I've had, I've had it open. I'm ready right. for it. Oh shit! Mine, get mine is breathing. I don't know about yours. Well, 7.8%, friends. Yeah. This is... So, one of the memories I have of this particular beer is that... So, Jordan and I uh, used to have Tuckersfield rehearsals. We used to do Tuesdays. I don't remember how that happened, but we used to do Tuesdays. And uh, our friend Alex Green, he was a fellow teacher and uh we hope to have him on the podcast someday and he would come to a lot of the rehearsals and i don't know he just took an ocean at one point and he every week every tuesday he seemed to bring me an off-grid high tower double ipa <laughs> and uh it uh, lubricated the rehearsals let's just Does it say that uh what you would call a friend for life you got that right. He, <laughs> he's a good man. Thank you, yes. Alex Green. A shout out to Alex Green. You're right. All right. Well, he's one of our irregulars. Yeah. yeah. He, he's a, a little... podcast member, but because of his schedule, he hasn't been here very regularly. That's right. No, he's, well, he's a new dad. Well, he went and yeah. had a baby, you see, and that, that take I've heard well, Sean, that he takes up time. Baby. I've, I've heard that that makes you a busy person. Yes. That busier. Busier, yeah. I'm going to take a sip of this, you guys. Uh, me too. Is it just me or that every... Is every one of these beer 
Do every one of these beer have the exact same color? It is just me, isn't it? Uh, it's just you. I think the sun. I think the sunny day IPA is the lightest. Yeah, yeah I, I think, think so. that would be marginally lighter, but I found they all have that sort of nice. I love the color of it. Like when I think of beer, this is the color I think of. But they this taste is, very different. Uh, yeah, this, they taste very this different. This one's more boozy. Don't you think? As it should be. <laughs> yeah. 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 I guess it's literally more boozy. Yeah, I guess, I guess it's, a it's bit darker. A good one to finish with. Whew. That is that packs a flavor punch right there. Yeah. But you know what? It's pretty balanced, eh? It's boozy for sure. But like I almost taste like a sweetness to it. Yeah. Not the same. And it's got some pretty solid malty sort of flavor to it as well. Yeah. But I, I what I what strikes me is that it's sweet, like not overly sweet. Like it's this yeah. is not another not not another ode to maple episode, but it just has a well, it's just a nice kind of sweet, sweet honey-ish kind of taste. I up. agree. You're right, the honey. Yeah, I think it's the sweetest of the three by far. Oh, yeah. Oh, no. Yeah, no question. Mm. I like mm. it. Mm-hmm. As do I. Uh, great supper time ale. Double IPA. Yes. yes. This is uh, also, too, like, you know, uh, I don't think we've talked about, I don't think we've touched on winter warmer yet in anything, but, uh, you know, I think most people... Uh, Definitely New Brunswickers would be pretty familiar with the winter warmer and yeah. uh, pick from Pickaroons. Like, mm -hmm. you know, my first impression is this would be a really good kind of winter beer. You're like, right. Yeah, you're right. I mean, I think the you know, the, the smooth sailing and the sunny days definitely push me onto the warmer sort of feeling of things. But I uh, think you're right, Jim. But you know what? This is a really... This is a great, like I've, I've, I've taken a few slugs of this already. I just feel like this would be really good, you know, on those, those cold summer nights, you know, yeah. or, you know, really any time where you just, you, you want that kind of warming sensation, like, you know, yeah, using alcohol in a utilitarian way, I guess, you know? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. It is really warming. I had not thought of that before, but uh, it and you're right, it, it, reminiscent of the winter warmer, and actually a feels good from Picaroons as well. Right, that's true. Imperial, uh, Imperial was it Imperial Ale? Imperial IP? Uh, it's a it's a Pilsner. Pilsner, Imperial Pilsner, right? right. Yeah. So this is more malty. This is this is uh, you know somebody's going to listen to this right, and they're going to be like these idiots, like. There's yeah. lots of malt and pilsners. Like, what are they talking about? Listen, folks. We might have said this in the first episode. We actually kind of don't know what we're talking yeah, we, about. I think we did have that standard sort of disclaimer <laughs> that maybe every once in a while we have to revisit. Full we, disclosure. We are not experts. We are full disclosure. Yeah. Full disclosure. I mean, I mean, we're learning. We're learning mm -hmm. a lot. Actually, I, I kind of hope that our listeners learn along with us as, as mm -hmm. we go through this podcast. Mm -hmm. 
there's a lot to learn. I, I feel like, you know, we, I have personally learned a heck of a lot and, uh, like, yeah, definitely in, in beer. Like, I think there's a lot of wiggle room too, because everyone does have different taste buds and, yeah. you know, we're all genetically different and we all have, you know, I think it's a mix of, uh, psychology and biology. Right. But, uh, yeah. and maybe even time of day. So, yeah, but this is definitely a beer that I would, uh, you know, like today's kind of a, a damp kind of, uh, you know, like overcast day. And, you know, this is a really good beer to have. Like, great beer. I like it. Yeah. Yeah. This is a sitting by the wood stove kind of very comforting. The, the sweetness, mm-hmm. which I had not thought about before, but you're, you're right on on that. And uh, yeah, just kind of cuddled up next to a wood stove and kind of sipping it, mm. you yeah. know, savoring it. I'm kind of thinking Jonathan's homemade bread in a glass. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe maybe we'll try that next time, Mike. Yes, sounds good. You're right. It's very reminiscent of bread, isn't it? Yeah, like like it's a comfort, like a comfort Ooh. beer. Yeah, yeah. Very Lovely nice. color, though. I know you've talked about Mike. The I well, I you know what? A little more, a little more cup color and depth, though. Yeah. Well, yeah. you know, it might have something to do with you know already having a liter of beer before I poured this, but no, no, I, I what I think, <laughs> like, 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 I'll, I'll pull back on my my previous comment. Like, I had two. Uh, I had the smooth sailing bottle and the sunny day bottle behind the glass that I poured. So, yeah, I think that may have uh, tainted my uh, my observation a little bit. Yeah, no, it's 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 different. (laughs) Yeah, it's it's a bit darker. I have three different glasses going here. I definitely grateful that I have a dishwasher. No, I I think this is a I think it's a little darker though. If you have a clear glass or mug i think you must admit there's a little more depth there is high tower absolutely like once i move the other yeah like once i and even even on (laughs) a dark day yeah even on a dark day it shows that on a sunny day it would be even clearer I can't follow that at all, but I think it's... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know why? Let me get a little... You know why? Yeah, my I think it has something to do bit. with yeah. Hightower. Yeah. Yeah, no, 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 no. It's just 1.25 liters. I think it's 1.25 liters, and now the beer is talking. It's gonna be a long weekend, no one just like last. Thanks for listening to Just the Beer Talking, a New Brunswick craft beer appreciation podcast. Our theme song, Long Weekend, is written by Sean Corey and performed by Tuckersfield. Till next time, cheers. Just-